0: Ferrari have another whoopsie, Lewis takes flight before his DNF, and a ninth win for Max Verstappen, who started 14th on the grid and spa. It's lights out, and here we go for episode 75 of the Eaton Asphalt Podcast. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. All right, we're back after a fun weekend in Belgium, in Spa-Francorchamps in Belgium. Um, I mean, I think we went into with pretty high expectations, and it seems like they were filled in terms of, like, uh, just, you know, the the amount of entertainment that we saw. What do you think, Marco?
1: Uh, yeah, I agree. I, um, I mean, there was, again, like these last couple races, just a lot of talking points. Um, not necessarily just, like, straight about the race, but strategy, um, some off-the-track discussions, so yeah, uh, it was a very enjoyable weekend uh, and very excited to talk about it.
0: All right, let's do it. So this episode, we're going to have our good, bad, and ugly of the week, our race haikus, our race recaps, and finally, our predictions recap. So let's not waste any time. Marco, why don't you start us off with your good, bad, and ugly?
1: All right, my good. It's going to be managing my expectations. (laughs) Not getting, you know, too high of hopes. Where's the fun in thinking that, you know, Ferrari could chip away, fight back with Red Bull for the second part of the season. I'm just glad it kind of happened now because, you know, just really teasing me, teasing me along towards the end if they were not to make it through. Really would have, like been tough so yeah i'm just glad that uh my expe- my expectations could not be lower so yeah it's you know, nice it's when it's a good it, yeah
0: it's nice when there's no pressure on you to be like mm-hmm. oh i hope the team does well you just like oh i know the team's not going to do well i think yes, that's
1: something will happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah there, that's my good uh my bad uh, is drivers that only know how to drive when they're starting or when they're starting on <laughs> pole or leading um i don't know this is kind of a hot take but is Lewis actually a good driver if he's only strong when he's in the lead? I think that's a very hot take that uh, people have not really talked about that much. And I feel like we really got to like talk about this, you know, the Kobe LeBron debate, it's going to be the, is Lewis Hamilton actually a good driver? (laughs)
0: Yeah, I saw a lot of people posting. You remember Brazil last year where he got 25-place point or twenty five grid penalty and made it to the to P1? And I was like, oh, yeah, he did do that, yeah. didn't he? Maybe I think he did he's...
1: that in, like, Sochi, too, or something like that. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been plenty of times where he's been towards the back. I also like how the reporter, like, when she's interviewing him, brings that up to him. It's like, did you hear uh, Alonso talking shit about you? <laughs> like, just the ultimate pot stir I've ever seen. Just yeah, dude. Like, all right, here's some drama. What do you think about this?
0: like a middle school kid being like, I don't know if you heard, but guess what he just said about you? Thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we get your immediate reaction?
1: Uh, yeah, so there was my bad. Uh, my ugly is going to be pretty much every driver but Max because my God, <laughs> this guy made it look like everyone is an F2 car and he was the only one in an F1 car. Just bracing by everyone that no one even put up an attempt and like even so much so that the announcers were like, he passed Vettel and Alonzo like back to back. And he was like, like very veteran move for, uh, for them not to fight Max in that situation. I was <laughs> just like, what What other sport could you have something like that happen? Like with bo- boxing, the Tyson in his heyday, this guy he's going up and this guy's like, knowing he's about to get the shit kicked out, of. he's just like, tap, tap. And he's like, what a veteran move. He would've gotten the shit beat out of him. Like, it's just weird how they're like, good thing for not trying.
0: The goalkeeper, like on a penalty kick, just like sitting down cross legged yeah. in the goal, being like, I know better than to try to stop you. Here. This guy's got a score regardless. So I like, I don't <laughs> He's know. got What's a cannon boy? on his leg. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Uh, my turn. My good is Spa. Because contrary to what I said, I think many times last episode, we are not leaving Spa in twenty twenty three. We will be staying here. I think that got announced on what was it, it was, uh, Friday, Saturday, um, which is awesome. Because like uh, I was watching an interview for the post race show, and they were interviewing Alex Albon, and they were talking about Spa's. Like, hey, are you you know are you very happy or are you like indifferent to coming back here? And he was like, "Yeah, you could hear like hear the passion in his voice." He was like, "This track makes your F one car feel like a true F one car." And I was like, "Damn, that's cool." Which is like all the elevation changes, yeah. the length, the speed, like this. It's it was just cool to hear that kind of perspective of like, "Yeah, like I can only really I can only really open her up in places like Spa," which is <laughs> yeah. Uh, which yeah I thought was cool. My bad is going to be Nicholas Latifi and his uncanny ability to find ways to be unlikable. This time it was hitting the gravel, him spinning and causing Valtteri to get beached under the gravel since he was trying to avoid the collision. There are guys that were like we miss in F1 and then there are guys not like Nick Latifi. Like he's got – he does have talent but not enough talent for us to watch him race for more than three years that we've already been subjected to. So yeah, uh, a very kind thank you and goodbye to Nick Latifi. And above all that, he spun Valtteri out on his birthday. So, I mean, what a dick
1: yeah no i cannot agree more yeah i think out of all the silliness like the crate silly season going on and i want this to like uh be pushed off as long as possible just it's entertaining it's like a little additional thing of keeping up with the sport and all the drama ensues i do want this williams to be figured out as soon as possible i just i want to know that there is no more nicholas latifi yeah Get him in Formula E. He belongs – you look at
0: Nick Latifi and he screams Formula E to
1: me. I feel like the the super yacht series, he seems like a guy that would be just super <laughs> into like these like uh, big parasail boats, stuff like that. I think he would kill it in that.
0: <laughs> a little career change. LinkedIn, yeah. sponsor from last from last episode. Like,
1: yeah, I can see him wearing like a nice uh, the little sweater tied over his shoulders. Oh, yeah. Geez, just it's like pastel colors. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice.
0: Um, All right. Back on track. Uh, My ugly. I think we should just change like good, bad and ugly to good, bad. And why is Ferrari sad today? Because Ferrari is my ugly. Um, The answer to why Ferrari is sad today is, you know, first off, first couple laps, a tear off from Max Verstappen's helmet gets into the front right tire, forcing Charles to pit after just three laps. Um, And then like the just the biggest, the most predictable Icing on the cake was Ferrari at the end of the race, telling Charles to pit for the fastest lap, scoop that extra point, right, steal an easy one. A little bit of risk involved, but hopefully we can just get you know one one extra point to make it not a you know not that bad of a weekend. And instead of nabbing that extra point, we find out that he gets uh, caught behind Alonso and that he gets a five-second mm-hmm. penalty for speeding in the pit lane. So gamble to win one point. Makes you lose two points. You know, it's it's like gambling, and the house always wins when it's playing against Ferrari. Because that's it's just getting tough to watch, man. Thought about you when that happened. I was like, yeah. oh boy, oh Yeah, boy. No, I
1: mean, I I don't see why we don't make another sector in this. Is what what did Ferrari do this week? And I think we <laughs> I think it because it's taking away from our good, bad, and ugly. Because obviously, managing my expectations that's one of them. Like yours, you know, Like we're losing <laughs> other talking points because. We don't have their own sec- like, sector for them because they desperately, desperately need one. It yeah. Is, I was... It's comical. Yeah. And then, like, I think, once again, I've said this. It's super frustrating caring Ferrari be like, oh, we're not making bad mistakes. Like, these are actually <laughs> good mistakes. And uh, Benito, again, after that, he was like, you know, it was, like, a good idea to do the pit. Like, we're – I think we would still do that again. I was like, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> it uh, It is frustrating. And um, it just – I think finally this week, it was the first week that I was like, it, it's not going to change. So I think that was just like, I needed that final, I, I just needed that final thing because I was just in the back of my head. After They're going to figure it out for summer break. They got them three weeks to study film. I don't know, like do some training crash courses with these guys, talk through scenarios, do something. Uh, and then the same, same thing happens. So uh, even in quals, they brought um, Charles out with uh, a set of brand new set of tires only for him to uh, give Charles, or to give carlos a toe. And he was like, what are we doing with these tires? And they're like, oh that was our mistake. Our bad. It's like I know it's not a huge mistake, but like I don't I don't see any other teams doing this. It just makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, tough team to
0: watch, but you know there's like a, since Russia's cancelled, we have another three week break. Um, oh. Between, I think it's after, yeah, we have like a second second break that I remember because of Russia's gone. So uh, maybe after that break, then that's when Ferrari will have come back
1: and figured it all out. We just see like uh, behind the scenes footage of uh, Mattia was like holding the F1 for dummies, F1 <laughs> for <laughs> dummies strategist, strategist edition. He's just like f- furiously going through this. He's like, no, I read chapter 13 twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah all right
0: that's enough good bad and ugly let's move on and tap into our poetic sides with our race haikus
1: all
0: right you started off good bad and ugly i'll start off with our race haikus all right my haiku for this week is max gets his ninth win valtteri's birthday ruined bad job by red team
1: nice thanks First try. That was easy. (laughs) It was a first try. (laughs) It was so simple. Uh, All right. My haiku. First try. Lewis still walking. Max basically at the spa. Steiner is the goat. (laughs) We did it. Let's move on to race recap. Meow. All right. Moving along to our race recaps. Starting off with our quals and free practice. Uh, so not a ton to talk to, I think, you know, going into my race haikus Steiner is the GOAT. Um, I think it was mainly because the qual situation. Uh, they, they had him on the radio a couple of different times and just hearing him, you know, chat with the boys is always so entertaining. He was uh, just making jokes the entire time. And then my favorite part was they did bring up, um, obviously this is like, a reality TV show in a sports clothing, basically. So they did bring up, uh, "Hey, like, is Mick gonna be driving for you next year?" And he's like, "I don't, I don't know." And he's like, "Do you want him to drive for you?" Just like trying to get some good skips. And he's like, "I don't know, I don't know. I'm just there's so much going on. When when we get want to want you guys to know, uh, we'll tell you." So he shut it down harder than my girlfriend shuts down bath night every day. Ass. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was just not having it at all. Uh, other things about calls and free practice. Starting off the week with uh, seven penalties. So I don't know if all the teams knew going into this week and just like people expected it and they just had to wait until that the day of. Uh, but yeah, starting the weekend off with seven penalties uh, for seven different drivers is a, a big surprise to that. And then uh, Max on Saturday, just being so, so much faster than ever, everyone else. It's similar to the race on Sunday that he hopped out with like a minute left in Q3. Even the announcers were like, yeah like he doesn't have to worry no one is touching this he i mean beat second place by 0.6 seconds um 1.8 seconds uh ahead of mercedes it was just it was a domination factor uh so yeah that was like if if you wanted to take anything from quals and how it played out to sunday it was max and just being so so much faster
0: yeah that car just looks so dangerous man and i they were saying like zanvort He's probably going to favor Ferrari a little more. Um, The race after, which is Monza, is going to favor Red Bull. But, like, honestly, at this time in, like, I just – I think he could win anything. Like, I don't think – I I don't really care who who it favors. Like, I think just with that car and, like, the level that he's he's driving at right now, he's just unstoppable. So, yeah, yeah, I mean – Let's let's talk about the rest of the stoppable people before we get to Red Bull with our top five constructors. So starting off with McLaren, walking away from Spa with zero points this weekend, staying at 95 points. Danny Ricardo, he qualified P11, but started P7 because of the grid penalties and ended up P15. So going back eight spots, which is tough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Big long breath right there.
0: Yeah. Um so, yeah, P7 to P15 for Danny. Lando called P10. At least he got into Q3, uh, ended up starting 17, and then went up to P12. So, uh, yeah, like another another tough weekend for McLaren as far as performance is concerned. Lando wasn't necessarily all that competitive, especially, like, you know, with such with faster guys behind him and, like, uh, just kind of being in that group with some rocket ships for cars. Um, he was always kind of around that just outside of the points, Um Uh, And yeah, he's like, it's, (laughs) I feel so like, I feel like I shouldn't talk about this subject like this, but like, it's just so, so depressing. And like, he seems so down and out at the end of the, his post race interview, the lady interviewing him was like, Hey, it looked tough out there. And actually he was like, no, it was really easy. Like we, it was, it was easy for me there's <laughs> like a like, super geez, like sarcastic little like middle school brat just like yeah, being like oh no actually yeah. I loved it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was really good could you tell yeah it's Can't so I'm so
0: happy it's fun I'm having fun <laughs> um and yeah like p7 in the driver's championship right now only uh you know only a couple points ahead of Esteban I think only like 12 points ahead of Esteban so it's not crazy to think that he could like lose that spot just with the form that Alpine looks to be in but Man it's it's tough and Danny you know talk about depressing Lando was like sad Danny's just depressing man like uh it's it's all of his like post race interviews you can tell him trying to smile through the pain but there's definitely pain he was it was he was like uh, after a post race interview he was wiping his eyes with his finger and I th- like it looked like he was he looked like he might have been trying to cover up, like a yeah, single tear, yeah. just being like a yeah. oh, classic, like, oh, I got something in my eye. It's kind yeah. of dusty, dusty around here. Um, and, yeah, it just makes me sad, but let's get him over to Haas. Let's throw some red, white, and blue on that guy, and let's see what he can do in, uh, in an American suit, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, the only last thing I have on McLaren is, like, I think that Zanford is one of the only— I was hearing somebody say that Zanford's, like, the only track that McLaren could potentially do well at at this point. And so like our last chance I'm holding out hope if, da- if I can see Danny's smile an authentic smile because of like merit performance, um, like in Zanvoort or at least one other time before the year ends, I think that'll be the win. I think that's where I'm setting my bar. Like I'm not, I'm not really counting, you know, count like, you know, I'm not really holding out a hope for any more points out of Danny this year, unfortunately, but yeah. you know, maybe we can get a smile. I think is where I'm at. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, i I've been told that um, depending on how teams end up in Zanboard, it's basically like that's all teams should care about. So oh, we really? pretty well, yeah. I mean, it's basically like the Super Bowl starting <laughs> off in like week seventeen. So
0: they just essentially like make all the points like times ten. Yeah. Like, so
1: I mean, good for McLaren, dude. Big week <laughs> coming up for you. <laughs> so fingers fingers crossed. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, Danny just reminds me of the, the meme of um, the person crying and then he has like a taped happy face in front of him yeah exactly. like you can see behind his eyes like this guy is just like miserable and he's just so sad but he's just like he's Danny and he's always happy and he's always smiling and he's just fighting through it but my god yeah I'm just like everyone feels for him uh, what I, do you I'm think sure you? probably sucks too even hearing like um, Vettel being like man I just have like a ton of sympathy for him like as he's sitting next to him it's just like <laughs> Yeah, dude, I fucking get it Enough <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that <laughs> Yes, my life yeah. is not fun right now
0: What do you think Danny Ricardo does to like Relieve stress or relieve depression?
1: Cranks it or something <laughs> okay. Like most men <laughs> Let's move on to Alpine <laughs> Those are our tears those, <laughs> yeah. t- those are mainly tears <laughs> Alright, moving on to Alpine In fourth place <laughs> Breaking away fourth place they uh, have 115 so an extra 16 points this weekend uh uh and 20 points ahead of mclaren so yep that was a uh, i think unexpected to like we saw this probably coming um maybe a slight like but this has been a quick start to the second half of the season of expanding this lead if this continues to go this way um Lots of distractions, though, outside of the um, on-track Alpine uh, for such a good weekend. I feel like there's a lot of conversations. Uh, One, Fernando leaving, a lot of that kind of like jibble-jabble on one side. And then the other side with Alpine and Piastri. So, like, they're going to court. They feel pretty good that they have a a strong case that he's going to gun to his head, drive for Alpine next year. Uh, So that is just a super, super interesting situation where it's like, hey, you're going to have to drive for us well, you, you can be happy. You can't, we don't care if you're happy. You're just driving for us. So yeah, I just a very interesting situation. And like, I, I don't know if that's going to deter drivers down the road being like, Hey, like these guys were kind of dicks about this situation. Yeah. Like, do I want to risk something going bad? And they're going to be like holding it to you. Sorry, fucker.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Like what other, imagine a, imagine you getting sued by a past employer being like, if we win this lawsuit, you have to work for you're us. coming back. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. It seems a little bit drastic, but yeah. Like...
1: Yeah. But yeah. So I mean, a lot of off the track stuff, which I find enjoyable. I'm actually enjoying that there's uh, off track stuff. But um, you know, shining light to the on track, uh, they both did very well. So um, Esteban Ocon called P five. Did take a grid penalty, so started P16 all the way up to P7, and then Fernando Alonso, called P6, moved up to P3, and ended at P5. So P5, P7 finished right there. Esteban was a pretty happy guy at the end of the race. His post-race interview, where he he was doing his best uh, to wipe that smile off his face, and he just he was that was the one thing he was doing bad at today was yep. trying not to smile. Uh, yeah. And then I think on the the ugly side of things, Alonso's quote when Hamilton had contact. What an idiot. Closing the door from the outside. I mean, we had a mega start, but this guy only knows how to drive and start in first. So we keep saying it like Alonzo just does not like Lewis. I'm very curious if it's solely because they like, you know, battled it out so hard when they were at McLaren themselves. Or yeah, or if it's something along the lines of like, Lewis did they did have some off the track or they gotten to heated arguments or anything but I'm just curious because it just seems like a very one-sided hate um Lewis did not like the word that was not happy with uh, hearing that quote either he's like I'm not going to talk to him until he speaks to me and apologizes which fair enough I just don't see Alonzo being like he seems pretty stubborn I would say a little bit and when he's like no like I said what I said um so I'm, I'm very curious and you know of course this is going to be Formula One I'm calling it now First. Person and podcast call this Friday, or like when they're doing the driver's interview, it's going to be Hamilton and Alonzo right next to each other. Oh, for that's next week. such like, a good it's already one. sold, yeah. Like you yeah. have to and, have
0: them in there, and they're going to make them sit next to each other. and oh, be yeah. like um, this is a question for Lewis and Fernando. Um, either one of you can answer at any time and be like, um,
1: Why do you hate him? <laughs> <laughs> Lewis probably is curious as well. Uh, so please, <laughs> don't look at Lewis in the face when you respond to this, actually. Yeah. Um,
0: this is my unbiased opinion because Lewis Hamilton's on my fantasy Formula One team. So my unbiased and honest opinion is, um, I mean, Lewis has no one to blame but himself. I think he like took full responsibility for it, but like he shut the door. He shut the door from the outside in the same way that Max did in Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Remember when Max hit the uh like hit the wall at yeah. however many 50, thousand 50,000 Gs 50,000. Of, of force. Yeah. So yeah. Um like that same exact thing was what happened. Like, he did not leave the space he was supposed to, and so, like, it's it's his fault. I was kind of, like, if I could have it a slightly different way, I would like a little more juiciness out of, like, Hamilton's reaction, being like, oh, no, he was, like, totally in the wrong, you know? Like, I wanted some kind of controversy, but, of course, good guy Lewis is just <laughs> like, yep, it was it was my fault. I'm like, you fucking nerd. Yeah.
1: I mean, just, like, it, the difference between that and, like, Max and... and uh, you know, is Lewis bringing up their, uh, like, Nick DeVries to replicate the drive like they did with Albon? It's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, Red Bull was like, hey, dude, we have to show, this will work. You replicating this move is really going to show the FIA uh, that Lewis is the bad guy. I wanted, yeah, just just him being like, call up the the young guns. We're going to do everything we can to say I'm I'm right. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You remember when Toto called Michael Massey and was like, Michael, did you get my email? And he's like, uh, no, he's like, Toto. I don't check I'm... emails
0: on, on race day. Sorry. He's like, oh, well, if you look at the email, then I sent you some diagrams. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, I'm fucking busy right now. Can we talk later?
1: <laughs> How much time do you think I have? The race is going on. Yeah. Coming in at your P3
0: in the Constructor's Battle, Uh 12 points were gained today because George got 12 points. Lewis obviously crashed out on that first lap. So at 316 points is Mercedes and P3 of the constructors. Lewis qualling 7th, qualling P7, which is a little surprising, um, but starting P4 because of the penalties, having the DNF. George Russell qualled P8 but started P5 and made it up to P4. It looked like he was kind of going to flirt with, uh, with the podium spot, but Carlos held him off. So let's talk about Lewis first. I mean, not much to, to add other, other than what we've already said, but just, like, I think he didn't leave Alonso space. He's just unlucky at Spa. Like, this makes five DNFs through his career at Spa, and three of those have been on the first lap. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just... It was just an incident where it's easy to forget. Like, all right, let's move on. We can still track down Ferrari if they keep messing up that bad, <laughs> you know. So, like, I I don't think all hope is lost. But uh, especially since, it's, again, like I said, Russell looked like he might just nick a podium there. Um, but you know, with with that car that Mercedes had, calling P seven and P eight, I think they can be pretty happy with uh, with getting P four in that car from George. So, um, I think. Oh, do you see? Like fifteen minutes after the crash they panned to Lewis and he's he's walking back to the garage on the dirt road just like to the side of the track. okay, a couple things. One, that's gonna that's gonna be a meme for months to (laughs) come. Just sad boy, sad boy (laughs) season. Anytime anytime that's that's like perfect meme format. So I can't wait to see that for many weeks. Um, and the other one is this uh, all right. The cinematography of that shot, the camera was still and Lewis was walking away. So two things could have happened. Lewis was walking, and the camera guy just ran up, and right behind him, stuck the camera in to watch Lewis walk away. Or the camera guy was like, "Hold on, Lewis, let me get set up." He's like, "Alright, <laughs> start, start walking." Action! Action! <laughs> <laughs> it was just so weird. It's like sometimes they like the some of the TV directors. You know that the TV directors are like, "Oh, perfect! Like Definitely what a shot!" A shot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the background, the hills. That it gets to us as the end, you at least you know the consumers and just being like, what, what was, what did we just watch? Why did we see that?
1: Yeah, I do like uh, the announcers are like, uh, I mean, is someone gonna pick him up? It's like it's been yeah. like twenty minutes. <laughs> They're okay. just gonna make him walk back. It's a long track. It's just the longest track.
0: So yeah, i are just gonna make him walk all the way around. He's like walking seven miles to get back. Like at the end end of the race, like, oh, what's up, Lewis Hey,
1: I just got back. <laughs>
0: But yeah, that's all I have on Mercedes. Uh, Let's see, what are they right now? Four thirty-nine points behind, or no? Uh, Let's see, what are they right now? They are forty-one points behind Ferrari. So all it takes is a a Ferrari double DNF, and uh, (laughs) they are not surprised at at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Ferrari, our number two team with three hundred and fifty-seven points. They scored 23 points this weekend. Carlos Sainz at P2, started on the top at P1, ended P3, Charles Leclerc. Called P4, started P15, ended up P6. So, I mean, I guess you could say that they were technically second on the grid in terms of fastest car. Um, last in the grid in terms of strategy and luck. So I think a little bit of uh, tough strategy, a little bit of tough luck. Uh, and to be honest, they were barely the second fastest team on the grid. I when George was making that comeback, um, and it looked like they're like, oh, in three laps, uh, it's projected that George is going to pass Carlos. I was like, this is a big, big problem. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously, Russell kind of slipped up a little bit, lost some, lost his tires, and was not able to actually make that catch up. But I mean, they're. They're neck and neck, with, I feel like, with Mercedes. Uh, a lot closer, I would say, in terms of performance than what we saw the other way with Ferrari compared to Red Bull. But, alas, um, you know, strategy. This is part of the terms of uh, last in the grid in terms of strategy. We talked about already Charles trying to get fastest lap. They know, even if it's a, a great pit stop, that they're going to be very, very much pushing it with Alonso behind them. So, like, they knew in a hand. They didn't really have any seconds in hand. They still decided to go with this, probably knowing that Alonso with warm tires, Charles having to actually get those up for a lap or two, um, that this was going to be an issue. So like I, I don't see the thought process of being like, oh, it'll be fine. That like these, these tires will be fine, warm up quick. He's going to get, not have to worry about Alonso at all. So yeah, I thought it was just. Too risky, obviously. Um, Charles knew that as well and was uh, get a little frivolous by going um, an extra kilometer per second faster than he's not allowed to, and getting that uh, dropping from five to six. I would say in terms of, like I said, uh, the performance gap between Red Bull and Ferrari, I feel like this race, this weekend, was by far the biggest gap that we saw from them. Like, typically, if Max's pole it's coming down to the wire and quals like on timing of who's who's gonna get this uh it was everyone knew it was max is gonna finish p1 here and then it, who's gonna come p2 so um i feel like that was just it's kind of a little worrisome to to come back from break and be like oh shit like we gotta fix we gotta figure something out obviously i know spa was strong for them so uh for their car but man i am not 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 happy of uh, how this is looking. It's like um, it, it reminded me I was like we just got done with seven years of Mercedes just absolutely dominating not having like a close battle really for a handful except for last year and then I was like if this is where we're going to start seeing out had a Red Bull man like we just go past the baton of like alright who's, who's battling for second and third place maybe. I think if it gets like that it should be a, it should be a
0: like heavily penalized success <laughs> system where it's like, all right, if you win the constructors championship and the drivers championship, you have to get a new driver
1: and a new engine provider the next year. <laughs> <laughs> just completely, you don't get to touch the car until two weeks before, uh, two weeks before the first race.
0: Not yeah, the driver's not allowed to drive even a street car. You just cannot <laughs> be behind the wheel. You Can't
1: even be in a car. Sorry. exactly. <laughs> you have to. Good walk. luck getting around everywhere. Yeah, it sucks. But yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Just uh, sad vibes. Uh, how I feel and think of Ferrari right now is the same shot of Lewis walking away from from the crash. Just yeah. Sad. Or Danny
0: or Danny Ricardo in any picture or video from the last seven months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Finally, moving on to P1 in our constructors' championship, adding 44 points to their tally to get to 475 points. Is Red Bull racing, Max Verstappen uh, qualified fastest, but started P14, obviously making it up to that P1 to get the win. Sergio Perez running third fastest in the qualifying session, starting P2 and finishing in P2. So yeah, good drive from Sergio. You know, he beat Signs in P3 by over nine seconds, um, which is like awesome. Shows how good the Red Bull is and, and that, you know, Sergio, he's not winning races, but he can at least beat everybody else that's not on his team. Um, but with that said, he also lost to Max by eight, a little over 18 seconds. So, um, it's just ridiculous, man. Like Max was so, he looked so unstoppable today. It's the second race in a row where he started out of the points, but finished P1. Um, and like, yeah, he shot up 11 places in the first eight laps. It was like, he got some kind of well-timed safety cars because, uh, well-timed safety car, because i think it was like the second lap he had an awesome like first and second lap scooted past a lot of people and then uh the the field just got bunched up again for the safety car so a little luck on his side but um you know luck only gets you so far it was such a good showcase of talent and yeah, man. I'm just excited to see if, if nothing else, it, I say if Max runs away with this, I like kind of when Max and Red Bull run all the way away with this, and it's like mathematical that they've won. Um, at least we we'll, we'll have gotten to see some like pretty awesome greatness, you know. So yeah, um, you no, know, it is it is what it is. It's not ex- uh, generally exciting up at the very top of the championship order, but uh, it's exciting to see these races go on. So that's good enough for me.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm curious how. How many seconds do you think Max wins if he started P1? Does he laugh? Does he laugh? Uh, like most most everyone on the grid? Everybody else today. <laughs> like, my God. I was just like, dude, 18 seconds to second place, and he started 14. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh,
0: um, all right. Anything else on the race recap? Any other thoughts before we go into our race predictions recap? I think that was good. Alright, let's move right on to it. Let's get into our race predictions recap. But before we do a, Actually, Now. Before we get into our race predictions recap, we have a shout out from one of our sponsors, Helix Sleep Mattress. When you bought Chew through my lip a little bit. Mm. Before we get to our race predictions recap, we have an ad from Helix Sleep Mattresses. Why buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix Sleep Mattresses, you know you're buying a mattress that'll be perfect for the way you sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody is unique and Helix knows that, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have mattresses that are made with breathable material for hot weather, heat absorbing mattresses for cold weather, and even soft, medium, and hard style compound mattresses to make sure your sleep ends in the best way possible. That combination of soft, medium, and hard is very hard to get. That combination of soft, medium, and hard is very difficult to get right. Just ask Ferrari in most races they participate in. Hard, medium, soft, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's why Ferrari and you should use Helix Sleep to put the guessing game in someone else's hands. Thanks, Helix Sleep.
1: Nice. Shout out Helix Sleep. Very nice. Thanks. Yep. Um, that's great. I, mean, to, I, I think we double booked uh, this part of the podcast. Oh, we, we did? It's so we weird got that we have so many other sectors that we definitely could have just, like, spread it out. But uh, I guess the we give our sponsors what part of this podcast is sponsored. So, everybody <laughs> do this one. So, that's crazy. Because this pod, part of the podcast is all to, also brought to you by good old-fashioned cocaine. So, you go from sleep, Felix sleep to some cocaine, same sector. Yeah, cocaine was pretty much the reason the, the 80s were the 80s, a drug that got a bad rep but ignored the fact that many high net worth individuals wouldn't really be able to function, be successful at their jobs without it. Few people realize there really is amazing benefits to the sweet, sweet Booger Sugar, including Max Verstappen himself. Man, this man has been hitting the slope heavy in 2022 and his race performance is showing it. This race specifically, he set it up where the tube is actually funneling Coke straight to his nose. That's how much he was using Coke today. And think about it. There's just no other explanation for how quickly he torched through the competition this race. It was just blow after blow after blow, moving on. um, I think he was just hitting one after he passed uh, every driver. So that was uh, about 13 13 lines he did pretty quickly. Uh, So be like Max. Be like your parents in their 20s. Robert Downey Jr., Ben Affleck, and the rest of Hollywood. And lay yourself a nice long line of nose candy.
0: Thank you to Big Cocaine.
1: Big Cocaine. Got a lot of it. Sp- got a lot of money <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah. Ian right. was using their products a ton this weekend.
0: Oh, uh, you know I was. Sent,
1: they sent some uh, some uh, care packages to Ian. A
0: lot. Yeah. Yeah. My fiance was like, Did we get like a lot of baking soda? <laughs> don't so I mean, you, don't it. I was don't like, you. No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: <laughs> and then, yeah, for some reason, you started buying, you bought a, a wife beater. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. The fuck? Big cocaine's really got a hold of you. Yeah.
0: I'm the poster boy for Big Cocaine. <laughs> um, all right. Let's talk about our race predictions because I have something to talk about. Um, the only uh, the only thing either of us got for sure well, without discussion is I got max. So that started at 18-17 with your lead. So now we tie it up at 18 each. Um, I want to talk about Douche of the Day because I think for once – uh, for you know, once in a long time, I think I have a case for douche of the day with Nick Latifi spitting out, ruining Valtteri's birthday, uh, and then like he you know, he was fine, like he kept racing, he got last place, um, which seems like it gave me in retrospect that we probably should have put him on last place. But uh, anyway, <laughs> what do you think of that? I think I think I. I don't know if I have like a mega strong case. Like, I don't know if he deliberately was a douche, but I think, you know, imagine if I spun you out on your birthday in your car.
1: Yeah, I mean, spun me out on my birthday, didn't call me on my birthday. You know, it's just... Some should be things that happen on people's birthdays. They just gotta get <laughs> fucking over it, right? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, my case on yours, I do understand this. I That's the qualm I'm running into is was it a dick or was he a douche you know like, yeah did he want to embarrass himself and like spin his car out it is like in hindsight it was a i, I could see this i don't know how we're gonna play because i had alonzo and i thought what his reaction and his words were douchey like that was he was kind of a douche the way he he talked about lewis being like this guy is only good at front he sucks elsewhere he's an idiot called him he name called him he said idiot he, he did said the name big call. eye. So, I mean, that's um, what I was thinking. I was like, that's, that was kind of douchey. And ruined his... And it wasn't necess- It wasn't his fault, but in hindsight, made ca- contact with Lewis, ending his day.
0: I would say my qualm with your argument is that I think he was completely in the right to be mad. And, you know, Lewis was the one that ended up getting the punish for it, but rightly so. And I think he had, you know, name-calling is a bit
1: sophomoric, but I think he had yeah. every right to be upset. But, so. All right, so we're going to throw it back to Silverstone. Okay. Lewis, wasn't he he, he? he didn't see Max go off to the side. He goes, "What an idiot! You fucking idiot!" No, dude. He was like, "Hey, is he all right? Dang!" Like, it was just really close call. I don't know. Yeah, so very different re- responses from the two. He gets Max hits the wall, fifty-two Gs explodes. He's like, he's like moron. Like, he's like, "What? an idiot. Get out of the way!" <laughs> go back
0: to Roman. like Daniel, Danny Kavvadias, Roman Grosjean, and like an Abaddon. He's like
1: driving past like the burning
0: cars. He's like, "Mm -mm, that's what happens when you don't leave space. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you lit lit on fire. Um, All right. Well, what do we think here? Should we take it to a vote? (laughs) I
1: mean, we can. Okay. I think we already got there, right? No? (laughs)
0: Um, You know what? I think uh, if you remember, there was something that I got wrong earlier this season in race predictions um and i think i said next time that there was like a close call either way um that it would go your way so i actually uh will give you will give you alonso for the act of being douchey rather than the you know i guess the the result of having yeah. been a douche so we'll give it to you so 18 points for ian 19 points for marco um and that's it i don't have anything else on that great race great weekend we're like back at it again in zandvoort uh max's home race so yeah, man, it's, there's, there's nothing to not be excited about here.
1: And uh, any any last closing thoughts on your end? Dude, I'm, I'm actually one of the few races that I probably don't want to go to because I would be coughing out orange probably for the next month. So, yeah, just be ready for a ton of orange smoke bombs next week.
0: Yeah, and that's just <laughs> it's like, absurd amount. like being absurd in the amount. stands and being like, oh, I paid all this money to watch cars yeah. race, and I, I cannot see, see the person next yeah. to me.
1: My eyes are burning. Like,
0: my eyes are burning. I can't breathe. This is fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, let do, do it next Racing. year.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you uh, before Zanvort. And, yeah, I think that's all. See you, assholes.
1: See you, assholes.